Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, sportsethos.com presentation, at Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. This, alas, is my final episode as the host of the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast after a good three and a half years um, all good things come to an end as we know but there's plenty to talk about today um, I will do all the sentimental stuff I think before I sign off but plenty of Pelicans chat um, today as well before we get into that uh, the Pelican season ended as we know in the play-in game game one of the play-in after a tough loss to Minnesota that we sort of imploded, and then we lost to the Thunder in the play-in, um, who, and then the Thunder managed to get pumped by the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, all's well that ends well, I guess. Um, disappointing way to finish the season. Uh, we had all of the, the Zion narratives throughout the last week, which obviously were, um, were frustrating and a distraction as much as people say, oh, you know, we're focusing on these games. It, it is a distraction when... Uh, you've got your star player trying to return from a hamstring and then he's coming out and saying stuff and uh, you've got, um, you know, David Griffin saying other stuff. You've got Shams tweeting stuff out and we saw all the stuff on Twitter. There was plenty of um, mixed messaging and the like and and I think um, in the post-game interview, uh, the post-season interviews, which we'll talk about uh, today, that was definitely acknowledged by David Griffin and uh, I think... It's really somewhere that we need to, I suppose, solidify and improve and, and be able to um, you know, get everyone on the same page when it comes to those messaging because all that you do is, is detract away from a, a team that was on an absolute tear uh, up until the last couple of games led by Brandon Ingram. So that was, uh, it was, it was disappointing end of the season. Uh, we've had all of the fallout 
happen. And it took a couple of days before I did this one. I know there's been a gap between between episodes, uh, but I was on holidays, as you might have seen on um, on Twitter. But um, yeah, a disappointing season. I mean, we won 42 games, which is an improvement from last year. But we finished ninth, and we didn't make the play in uh, the playoffs. Now, that to me, where you go from a playoff uh, series where you push the top seed to six games uh, and it was just a few skill errors down the line that cost you a game seven, it uh, it was a disappointing result and you don't get that chance to now uh, enjoy the playoffs with all the other teams that did make it. And David Griffin, I think, summed it up perfectly. He said it was a tale of two seasons. Yeah, you had the first half of the season where we were top of the West and I was in New Orleans and, uh, you know, had a a wonderful time there. Zion Williamson absolutely, you know, decimating the league single-handedly. And then you had him getting injured, you know, Brandon coming back. There was that 10-game losing streak as he sort of got his feet under him and we, we just really never recovered from the injuries. And we said it before the season, you know, injuries are going to be the great equaliser in, in this season. And boy, was it. We had 19 different starting lineups, uh, which I saw an article today by uh, Rod Walker that, you know, that equates to about a new starting lineup every four and a bit games, which is insane. So when you, when you have... So much change in, uh, you know, lineups and who's available, who's not available, uh, who's playing big minutes, who's not, who's uh, trusted by Willie, who's not trusted by Willie, you know, who's in form, who's not. What hope do you have? And as a player where you're sitting there going, well, one night I'm going to get 35 minutes, the next minute, no, next game I might not even play. And when you've got that, from a coaching's perspective, it's obviously really difficult. But from a player perspective, it is as well to be able to get consistency, to get reps, and and to get confidence in yourself that you know that you're not just gonna, uh, you know, be sitting on the pine if you make a mistake. So there was a lot of learnings, I think. And when you look back on the season, and you start at some ridiculous rate where you know we were. 10 or 12 games above 500 and then dump 10 in a row puts you completely behind the eight ball and in that glut of the West that was just, what was it, separated third to 13th at one point by two games. Like, you never want to be, you know, inside that and not being able to to fight your way out. And, And at the end of the day, we said all along, there was teams that were going to be on the outside looking in. And in this season, it ended up to be the Mavericks. It ended up being us, and it ended up being the uh, the Thunder. And that's really that's really disappointing because I think a fully healthy roster on our team, we saw what they could do. We saw what a fully healthy Pelican side could do because they were running the breaks off teams. They were absolutely decimating them. That was without Brandon Ingram, so it wasn't even fully healthy. But I know October's a long time ago, but if we had a look at that first game against the Brooklyn Nets, they had KD, Kyrie, you know, that team was stacked. And we rolled out and beat them by like 30 points, up by 40 at one point. You know, that if, if what if, you know, that's, that's the season. That's the season, the story of the season, the catchphrase, what if. And the 
the hardest part is is that what if doesn't put any banners up in the in the roof what if doesn't secure anyone's job what if doesn't um you know make anyone sleep better at night the reality of it is we won 42 games we didn't make the playoffs and now we have to watch teams that we were better than that we've beaten multiple times this season play in the playoffs while we're on the outside looking in so disappointing season I think um, from a fan perspective and I think from an organizational perspective yeah we won more games but what did we actually prove what did we show to the league well if Zion can play if he does play we're really good you know, when the th- the big three, to put in quotation marks, uh, CJ, Zion, and, and BI are all healthy and playing together, we can hang with anyone. But the issue is, is you can't miss, you know, 29 games from Brandon. You miss 40-odd games from, from Zion, maybe more. I think it was more, wasn't it? 50-odd games from Zion. What hope, what hope do you have? And what team could you say that you take... Uh, you know, those stars out and ask, you know, your 8th, ninth, 10th man on a roster to step up and play meaningful minutes. I don't know there's many teams that could do that for a sustained period. Steph Curry was out for a long time and, you know, the Warriors were right alongside us. Perhaps maybe the Memphis Grizzlies were pretty good, but that took, you know, uh, improvement from Bain, improvement from... um, Jaron Jackson Jr. to step up while Jar was out and they were continuing to win. But beyond that, I don't think there's many teams that that are able to sustain it for, you know, two, three, four weeks into a couple of months where your best players are out. So while we're disappointed and it stings and it hurts, and we can we can always make excuses, you know. We can we can point to plenty of things. There are logical reasons as to why the season came undone, and the baseline is injuries. And there's a whole heap of other things that offshoot from that, you know, rotational issues, uh, you know, coaching decisions at times. At the trade deadline, you don't go and get any, uh, you know, important pieces. You saw you get, no offense to Jay Rich, but you do an upgrade to another expiring. You get rid of a few second round picks at, at that cost. He was solid, but did he move the needle? No, in the end, he didn't. So, you're looking at a team that was just marred by injuries. At the end of the day, CJ's now come out and said, well, my thumb's shot. I've got to have surgery for that. And my shoulder's shot as well, and I have to have surgery for that as well. Larry Nance was playing like a shell of himself to the point where he couldn't even push through it to play in the play-in. Now, these guys pushed themselves to the absolute limit to continue to contribute because they knew the costs. And I'm not going to turn this into a, you know, Zion should play through, and oh, I saw him move, and you know, he ran up steps pretty well. It's not about that. It's, that's not what this what I'm trying to say here. You recover from injuries as, as long as you take to recover from injuries. I, I don't, I can't go and and talk about anyone's hamstring, and I can't talk about Bi's foot, and I can't talk about Jose's shin splints. You know, I don't know any of that. I don't know how bad it was. All we can go off is what we've been told, and and you know, David Griffin came out in the in the playoffs uh, in the post game and said, um, post season, pardon me, and said. 
he was never cleared for three on three. He was on one on none. Just because he did a windmill dunk doesn't make you ready to play an NBA game. And we could see, we could see what his conditioning looked like. While it's not going to take him long to get back in shape, even if you had put a few kegs on, you know, when you're an elite athlete moving at the, the pace and the workouts and things like that that you do, it doesn't take long to get back in shape. But you're going from zero. You're not going from, you know, 80, 90, you know, 95%. Your hamstring might be fine, but you've had two months off. Well, you know, we're going to be compared now to Andrew Wiggins, who had two months off for personal reasons. But he could still move. He could run. And people are going to say, oh, you know, swimming. Swimming's low impact. You can swim as much as you want, but it's not the same as playing an NBA game. It's just not. For an NBA body, he's not a professional swimmer. I don't know what he did in his, in his you know, free time. I can't tell you. I, I don't know any of that. But what I, what I can't harp on, and I won't harp on, is, you know, times to recover from injuries. I've, I've told you before on here, I've suffered hamstring injuries. They're the worst. The feeling uh, when you return from a hamstring injury is almost harder than coming back from it yourself because you think about it every single time you do anything on it. And it's the minute the minute that you decide that you feel all right, that you do a movement that is unfamiliar or, uh, you know, it's a contact move or something and your hamstring grabs, you panic. When I was playing, um, you know, just local footy, did a hamstring. And every time I got tackled after that, I would when I would go to the ground, my hand would subconsciously go to your hamstring. I hadn't even done it. I hadn't done any injuries to it. But that's just... Literally how the brain works is that you need to protect something that you think is is not right. And if you're not at 100% and you're also sitting there carrying a few extra kegs, may or may not be, I don't know, because you haven't been able to move, well, is, it, is it smart to put someone out there that, you know, could last five seconds? Some people say yes. But we have to trust the medical staff and whether you do or not is another, another issue. But that's Zion's hamstring. Uh, for you. One thing that was interesting in the postseason interviews was a lot of the vets coming out and talking about this, you know, getting, being consistent off the court. And, you know, all of that's advice for the young fellow in Zion, you know, you know, nutrition, hydration, sleep, things CJ, CJ talked about, recovery. Garrett Temple talked about being elite. Um, to, the good players becoming elite is the ones who take care of themselves when they're not playing basketball, when they're not around the team. They're the ones that go from good to unreal. And we know Zion is, is generational. We know that. That's that's not up for debate. He's just got to be on the court. That's the difference. So let's hope he can, he can sort all that out. But we talked about that. What I do want to talk about as well is the incredible season that Brandon Ingram managed to put together after he came back. Because this guy was like all NBA. He carried a team that was an injured CJ, couldn't shoot for half a shit. You know, we had guys like, well, Trey was fantastic as well. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, You had this rotating cast that was never really settled. And Brandon just took control. He was averaging, you know, six or seven assists a game. 
He was averaging 30-odd points in that stretch. And when you have a season like that and you have a player that is quietly going about his business without shooting many foul shots, you know, that's the difference as well. He's doing it on jump shots. Um, you got to tip your hat to the guy because we don't get anywhere near competing in the plane if we don't have Brandon Ingram. And while he had that, like obviously earlier on in the season, he had the toe issue, again, things, some things you just can't control and, and you can't, um, you know, uh, plan for. Some things you can. But I just thought he was unreal in that, the last uh, stretch of the season and I tip my hat to him and, and how he, um, you know, really put the team on his back, led from the front and truly became the point forward. You know, he was the... They, they went as he went. And even in games where he dominated, sometimes we lost because the supporting cast just couldn't make shots. And I'd love to know the stat on Brandon Ingram's um, like potential assists. I know there's some way you can, you can look that up. And I'd like to see what he averaged in potential assists because he was hitting guys in some really, really delish spots that would just miss shots. And, um, you know, I think three-point shooting is going to have to be something that we address in the off-season. If that's an acquisition, you know, Trey was fantastic. But again, people started cottoning on that if, if you closed out on him, he's not shooting threes on you. He's still going to get a couple off. But 10 threes, you know, that's too many for him. So let's make him dunk on you because he's still building, getting into his body. And he's the first one to admit it, said it in his postseason. Um, you know, he's still getting stronger in the paint. And I think next year we're going to see this like, absolute weapon uh, return. I honestly do. I think Trey Murphy is going to take another leap next year and I'm really excited to see what his year three um, looks like because another year in the gym, another year working on the handle, you know, getting a little bit craftier, get shooting off the dribble. Man, three-level scorer. I've seen a few of those come through the uh, through the ranks before and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what he can do. Now, Herb Jones criticised a heap in the start of the season. Um, oh, he's regressed, you know, he can't shoot, he's doing this. Well, he was in a he was put in a situation where he was told to stand in the corner and, and shoot threes, and that's a spacing thing. Um, but we know Herb Jones is better when he gets moving. In, I think it was the last 12 games of the season, he was averaging nearly like 40% on threes. So, all of a sudden... He gets put into the movement, gets involved in the offense because we use him um, sometimes as the initiator on offense as well, which I love, uh, being able to make good passes and, and see over the defense. He became a critical player down the stretch. He had that 35-point game at one uh, against one of the teams. You know, all of these situations are just great reps for these guys. And when you're playing against great players like, you know, Brandon Ingram and Zion when he's on there, these are great opportunities for young guys to learn that to be able to play as key role players. And I think Herb and Trey are locked in as key pieces for us. And I think it would take a fair bit to pry them from David Griffin. I think the core, honestly, going forward is, is Zion and Trey, B.I. And, and Herb. And I'd say beyond that, we're pretty open to moving near on anyone else. I suppose CJ's you know, he locked in with his $35 million a year. Um, and I think they're pretty keen on, on him. Hopefully he can come back less injured. But um, 
you know, beyond that, I think anyone's probably fair game. And I think David Griffin has recognised that. And I think the way he spoke in his, in his postseason, and I honestly thought it was the most honest and open that he'd spoken uh, since he's been here. I, I think a lot of the time he, he puts a lot of spin on things. You know, he's a great salesman. He can get you up and about without actually saying anything. But in this, he was like, if we're sitting here, if I'm a fan and I'm sitting here next year and David Griffin's saying, oh, we just need to get better and we haven't done anything, well, in his quote, I'd be pissed off. And frankly, as a fan, I think we all would. I think we'd all be pissed off if the team looks exactly the same as it does this year. Last year was different because we started in the mud and then fell in love with these players because of the, the fight and the, you know, getting out of the mud together. Everyone sort of galvanized. This year, with the expectations being different, is that we expected to be who the Kings are. We expected to be up near the top. Hanging with Denver and, and Memphis, you know, that's that's who we thought we were going to be. And instead, we're, you know, watching no different to the Magic or Detroit or anyone down the bottom, Houston. Uh, it doesn't matter where you finish there. Okay, it affects lottery, but none of them are playing at the moment either. So it doesn't make you much better, which is, which is disappointing. You know, that's, I think, the sad thing. So I, I honestly think there's going to be some changes. Uh, I don't know how drastic and how much other teams will want to be able to help us out. But uh, we're going to have to use a bit of the draft capital. I don't think we need to sit on the next... I think we've got another six first-round draft picks coming up. We don't need to sit on all of them. I think there's there's not six spots for more players. You've got EJ Liddell coming back next year. He's going to be taking a spot. You've got a few guys hitting free agency this year. So uh, we need to um, we need to really restock, retool, and see if we can just fandangle it a little bit um, with Willie Green's input and perhaps maybe a shift in some coaches. I don't know. They're going to be looking at everything is what Dil- uh, David Griffin said. Uh, you know, from a top-down perspective, they're going to review um, every single area and see what they need to address. Um, that's going to have to be something that they look at and something that they're going to uh, adjust. And it, maybe it will be revamped. But I, I can guarantee that Zion's going to be here. I can guarantee that Brandon's going to be here. And, um, you know, beyond that, I can't really guarantee anything. But I reckon Trey probably as well is almost guaranteed to be here. But I, I think based on what I heard is that seems to be the core and, and we're going to tinker with the rest of it. So we'll, we'll see. We're also waiting for the new CBA to officially be released so we can have a look at that. And, um, you know, no doubt... There'll be people analysing that uh, throughout the the journey to be able to say, well, how it's changed. What we've seen with the leak so far is that, you know, it should help small market teams retain um, young players, which is what we like. So that all of a sudden you're not picking and choosing. Like we've seen uh, previously in, in some of those um, teams having to, you know, decide historically. So, you know, this is... Uh, this is a difficult episode for me because, you know, it, it was a season where we should still be in the playoffs. We should be competing, getting ready to play the Denver Nuggets or better, you know, playing some sort of team. But instead, all we say is what if. And and with the what ifs come, you know, a whole heap of off-season work for the front office to make sure that this team's ready to go next year. 
and and hopefully we get another step in maturity from the young guys who can really take stock of this year say i don't want to ever live this again and take us to the promised land that's all we want we just want to win it's what the fans want it's what the city wants it's what the players want it's what everyone involved with the team wants but that comes down to number one and number 14 they're the only two that control the fate of this at the minute on the court David Griffin needs to put them in a position to be successful and Willie Green does as well. So that's what we we need to really, um, that's what my thoughts are after the season that was. So we're going to go to a break. After the break, we'll come back and I'll do my farewell, I guess. So stick around. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans 
Pelicans podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank, as I was before the break, uh, in a farewell to Sports Ethos episode and to the Pelicans season. Uh, as we we spoke about, the Pelicans lost to the Thunder in the play-in. Uh, we had the postseason interviews. Nothing profound came out of it. We've got to get healthy. We've got to get better. I think we all knew that. So I want to take the time now just to acknowledge each and every one of you out there firstly who, who listened to this show and you know who who supported us from day one I took over this show right as COVID hit um, you know I was with Sports Ethos for a number of years before that took over this show once it was left out in in the ether by uh, the previous hosts and sort of learned the history of the Pelicans and the history of basketball in New Orleans and the history of New Orleans as I went from there. I wasn't fully across any of that, but I knew that it was going to be a fun team to cover and I knew it was a fun team that, uh, you know, there was a big future ahead, but also a lot of history of basketball in New Orleans and, and in, a, in a state and an area that I had visited before and I absolutely adored. But there's not much basketball to talk about then. And so if you go back to the previous, like the early episodes, there's some episodes that we just reviewed old games. We we spoke to um, you know Kim and Colin from the, the World War II Museum. We spoke to Mark Romig from you know, New Orleans and Company. We, we spoke to, oh, you know, Andrew Lopez in the early days, like Shamit. We talked to Mason. You know, there was, there was all these you know, beat writers and guys that jumped on and, you know, I spent... Uh, Spent a lot of time talking to these guys and and lots of great voices around the team. And, and to me, joy, doing this podcast gave me a community that I didn't have before. And to look back after three and a half years uh, and see how far the fan base has come and, and the, voice, the great voices around this team and uh, the great personalities around this team. We, there was two or three or f- maybe four podcasts around... When I first started, um, which is not long ago, Jake, of course, um, is one of the one of the best when locked on, and then maybe a few other small. Elliot Clough, I know, was another one that was still around, um, and the Bird calls and Bird writes with Ollie as well, uh, and all the gang over there. You know, beyond that, there wasn't many voices, and now to see so many great voices, uh, you know, really burst onto the scene. I boot crews now one of the the premier. Uh, you know, media companies, uh, particularly covering the Pelicans. You know, Justin over at Propel's talk, big friend of mine as well. You know, it, it, I'm so grateful and blessed to be able to talk to these people on a daily basis, to be able to connect with them on the other side of the world. Like that, that to me is so special. You know, Lark and I came over to to New Orleans on Boxing Day and you would have seen it all over Twitter and the reception that we got when it was people stopping us in the street and welcoming us, you know, people giving us, you know, free this and that. We got tickets to this and, you know, we got free shirts and hats and, you know, we got absolutely spoiled and and the community of this Pelicans team is really what keeps people around. Uh, They say, you know... I hear it every time, and it's almost cliche now. So if you love New Orleans, I love you back. And and the reception and the 
the inclusivity and the generosity of the people of New Orleans and of Louisiana has, and this and the bigger Pell's fan base has just been absolutely unreal. And and while you know I'm not pulling the pin on covering the Pelicans, there'll be other stuff coming. But this was my platform. This was me jumping in my spare bedroom on on a you know fifty dollar microphone talking Pelicans after a game. And we all just vented together. You know, so many different voices and, and so many different, uh, you know, characters and just, it, it's just unreal. And to what be able to watch that develop and evolve and watch the team start having a bit of success, you know, the, the change um, in the narrative of this surrounding this team has just it's been unreal and I'm looking forward to next season because I know that there are big things to come and while we get frustrated and we get up and down and we uh you know go back and forth with each other and you know sometimes it gets a bit heated and it all comes because we want the Pelicans to be successful that's the baseline everyone wants to win because I can guarantee that some of the more controversial people are going to be throwing their arms around the most conservative or, you know, positive people when we all win a flag, when we all win that championship. That is that is all anyone wants. So it's been wonderful to see those voices have a platform. And, you know, Chris with his spaces, uh, you know, that I think was a real turning point as well where it, it opened up the opportunity for people that didn't have a platform, didn't know how to get into it, didn't know that, uh, you know, their opinions or didn't think that anyone wanted to hear their opinions. I think that was a real turning point in the, in the, um, in the community. And, and I shout out to him for what he achieved and all that's come with that. It's been fantastic. But I think finally, I, I do want to, I want to thank sports ethos for giving us this platform and you know Dan Bespris and Aaron Bruski and Steve Vidovich uh all the guys throughout the journey that I've I've uh I've had the pleasure of of um you know having on this show David Williams of course Isaac Corbin Ford Brad Harden oh gosh just so many of the guys that have, have been on here and um you know have been big advocates for me and, and great supporters and some great voices around other teams um, that have just been absolutely excellent. And, and I, I cannot fault sports ethos for how they have, you know, treated me or, or how the opportunity uh, that they've afforded me. Uh, it, it's been really good. And if anyone wants to take this show over, I haven't heard whether or not there is a host replacing me yet. Please reach out and um, we'll see. And I can put you in touch with the right people, but Honestly, I, I thank them because it has been an absolute pleasure and, and no doubt I'll still be in contact with all of them. But uh, it is um, it is bittersweet because there's a there's big things coming and you'll see those announcements in the coming weeks. Um, but in the interim, you know, it, 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 it's sad because we had good fun here and um, everyone that tuned in every episode or sporadically or whenever, I, I thank you because this show doesn't happen without you guys listening and you know, taking the time to listen to an Australian in Perth um, talk about a team on the other side of the world. So I thank all of you for that. I guess last but not least, I think I did say finally before, but 
Um, now think about it, you know, the biggest supporter of me has been Lark, of course. You know, we all met her when no, we all met her when we went to New Orleans. You know, she said, why don't you just go for it? Um, you know, a lot of the inspiration for the videos come from her. Uh, and, you know, I couldn't do this without the support of her. And, and I can't do the next thing without the support of her. And, um, you know, I appreciate her immensely. And, you know, anyone that got to meet her or knows her, you know, knows exactly what uh, she is like as a person and, you know, warm and caring and, you know, my better half makes me a lot better person. So when you have people like that in your corner, it makes, you know, things like this much easier and then much more fun because you get told, go and do a podcast, you haven't done one for a while or go and you know we've got to watch the pelicans so make sure you dodge the score because you're at work or you know did you see this article when when you have someone that shares your hobby with you like that it it is just it's unreal and uh, i thank her for all of the the love and support that i get from her but i think um with that being said finally thank you all for for listening this has been fantastic i think i'm going to put a pin in it there because you've heard my uh, you know, trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, rattling on farewell for a while. So this has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. And for the final time, I'm your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Ethos Pelicans on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe. And of course, bye for now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.